Gone is a podcast about people who have gone missing from the United States and Canada. These people are daughters, sons, sisters, and aunties. They didn't just disappear. Someone, somewhere, knows something. I'm Janelle Feller. And I'm Katie Nordby. These are the stories of Erica Nicole Baker and Jason Sims Jr. It was February 7, 1999, in Kettering, Ohio. Nine-year-old Erica had spent the day with her, with her father. Erica's parents, Greg and Misty, were divorced, but on good terms. Erica was miffed at him. It seems that he had forgotten to purchase their tickets for the upcoming father-daughter dance. She had pretty much gotten over it by the time her dad dropped her off at her home, where she lived with her mother. This was around 3 p.m. Around 3.30, Erica asked if she could take her aunt's shih tzu out for a walk in Indian Riffle Park, which was close to their home. Two people saw Erica near the pond. She was wearing a pink raincoat, pale blue pants, and white sneakers. She was sitting on a bench with her dog. This was around 4 p.m. Shortly after that, two walkers found the shih tzu hiding near a house on Glengarry Drive. He was dragging his leash. They assumed that the dog was lost, so they turned him into animal control. Kettering, Ohio is located in the southwest part of the state. It is a suburb of Dayton and is home to about 56,000 people. The Indian Riffle Park is a large sprawling park with walking trails, a fishing pond, mature trees, picnic shelters, and a sledding hill. It is located in a residential area and near two schools. At 5.15, Erica's family began looking for her when she didn't return from walking the dog. They searched until about 8 p.m. when they reported her missing to the police. Investigators still would like to identify and question two witnesses that were seen in the area around the time that Erica was last seen. One was a Caucasian female jogger who was wearing a white turtleneck, black stretch running pants, and white shoes. The other person was a middle-aged man wearing a black raincoat, and he was walking a long-haired spaniel. Erica's parents, Greg and Misty, passed a polygraph and were not considered suspects in Erica's disappearance. Someone called in a tip that reported that Erica had been struck by a vehicle driven by Jan Marie Franks, a known drug dealer. Christian John Gabriel was Frank's boyfriend at the time. The caller reported that Franks and Gabriel panicked and threw the body in the vehicle and then later buried the body. In 2001, Jan Franks died of a drug overdose. Her lawyer refused to tell police anything about where Erica might be buried, citing attorney-client confidentiality. Do we know if the attorney knew? Or she just refused to answer any questions? Uh, well, um, so, so the Ohio law states that, that um, her Jan Frank's spouse could waive that confidentiality sure. um, obligation. And Jan Frank's husband did that. Okay. Uh, but the lawyer still refused to answer questions and was held in contempt of court and jailed. So I would have to believe that she knew something. Right. Or... She would have just said. Yeah. Rather than go through all that. Right. Yeah. But it, um, you know, it was possible that, they, that, that she knew where the child was buried. Sure. And so that's what's really unfortunate yeah. about that. 
Um, but the finding of the body would have implicated uh, Christian Gabriel about, you know, in being involved with the death. And so, so there's, there were other consequences to that, but I, 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 she didn't, she refused and she yeah. was jailed for it. Sure. So in February, 2004, just three days before the statute of limitations would have expired, Christian Gabriel was indicted for tampering and gross abuse of a corpse in connection with Erica's case. He stated he and Franks were under the influence of drugs and alcohol on the day that Erica was killed. He led authorities to several different places where he said that he had buried the body, but Erica's remains were never found. The recovery of Erica's body could result in more charges against Christian Gabriel. In October 2005, he was sentenced to a maximum term of six years. He was released from custody in June 2011. Six years? The, because, because... There wasn't a body. There wasn't a body, and also he was charged with uh, gross abuse of a corpse. And um, not of murder or of any of those things. So neither Erica nor her remains have been found. Foul play is suspected in her case. This is still an active case. Erica was nine years old when she went missing on February 7th, 1999. She would be 31 years old today. She is a Caucasian female with blonde hair and hazel eyes. Her front teeth were crooked at the time that she disappeared. Her ears are pierced. She was last seen wearing a pink raincoat, a pink Winnie the Pooh sweatshirt, pale blue jeans, white sneakers with purple inserts. If you know the whereabouts of Erica Nicole Baker, contact the Kettering Police Department at 937-296-2555. That has to be every parent's nightmare. It's my worst nightmare, for sure. For sure. To have them out of your sight for a minute. And to do something that she probably did all the time, you know. I looked up this park, this uh, Indian Riffle Park, and it's large and sprawling and open. It's not um, heavily wooded. It's, uh, there's a pond, there's walking trails, there's a, now there's a disc golf course. Sure. And, um, but wide open, surrounded by, you know, a residential neighborhood, and um, and it was close to her home, and she probably did do that quite often. Yeah, um, and just walking the dog, and but apparently, this happened. Just there was just it was right. within ten minutes. The difference between her being there, and then her disappearing, and um, yeah, and I think you know it leaves. The parents, I, I, the parents didn't do anything wrong. This was nineteen ninety nine. It wasn't uncommon. I mean, it it was it would have been very common to have had a child walk down the street and walk the dog or go to the to the park. Uh, she was nine years old. Uh, you know, at nine might have been the age that she got. Yeah. she was able to do that. But right. she, um, but you would as a parent, you'd always have guilt left oh, over. Oh gosh, yeah. I coulda, shoulda, woulda. Yeah. And. Um, and her the description of her and and her little face, um, you know she it's it's as if she hadn't grown into her teeth yet, <laughs> you know a mouthful of teeth and and um, and just it it's just so sad to me, and that a child was killed because of a 
driver under the influence, it just makes me angry. Mm. I just get angry about that. I, there's nothing more selfish, and I, yeah. I just get furious about it. And the fact that, you know, he's chosen not to, to indicate where she's at because that would, would mean more charges against him. Right. And um, he has nothing to gain from telling. But it's a very sad story. Do we know if Kettering, I mean, it's not, it's not a huge place. I mean, compared to here, obviously it is, but 56,000. Well, 56,000 for a suburb of Dayton. Okay. So it is, it is a, a, um, a very populated area. Sure. And this is the largest suburb of yeah. Dayton. So um, there's, but you know, it's just like any city. I would say that there's neighborhoods that are better, that are safer, that are, mm -hmm. um, and this can happen anywhere. This can happen anywhere. Yeah. You know, you might want to put more. That my feeling is is that it, people get really upset because she was a drug dealer. Um, it would have made no difference um, under the influence of in the under the influence of drugs or alcohol, um, or not under the influence of anything, and just not paying attention. Yeah, it's just it's just horrific, mm -hmm. and and made more horrific because they took the body and. The family has no, they're just left wondering. Yeah. They're just left wondering. You know, the, the, the mother talked about, you know, was she, did she die right away? Was she suffering? And the dad was, you know, was she waiting for me to come find her? Oh. And I mean, those things, those questions, those unanswered questions that They'll a eat parent, you alive. it could kill you. Yeah. And, um, but they, you know, and those things, that child, she would have been 31 years old now. But those questions still ring in those parents' mind. And that coulda, woulda, shoulda, if only, um, you know, guilt over letting her take the dog for a walk or, or um, not going with her or dropping her off or any of those things. It just leaves a lot of unanswered questions for the family. In October 2013, the Alabama Department of Human Resources began investigating Natasha Wright and Jason Sims Sr. for child neglect. Jason Sims Jr. lived with his parents and three younger siblings, aged 12, 10, and 9. They lived on the 100 block of 59th Street in Fairfield, Alabama. The Department of Human Services were aware of the 12-year-old and 10-year-olds living in the home. They didn't know about the 9-year-old or 15-year-old Jason Jr., Jason Jr. is believed to be autistic and nonverbal. Neither of those children had ever been enrolled in school, and there were no available medical records for those two. For the 9-year-old and the 15-year-old? Yeah. Yeah. That, how does that happen? Well, and, and especially an autistic, nonverbal child. No medical records? Ugh. Because of the conditions of the home, authorities issued a warrant for the arrest of Natasha Wright and Jason Sims Sr., when they went to the home in October of 2014 to arrest them, the family had moved out. They believed the family went on the run. In January 2015, Natasha Wright was found in the home unconscious. It's unclear who found her or how someone knew to look in the house, but she was taken to the hospital, and when she regained consciousness, 
she was able to tell authorities that she last saw Jason Jr. at their home on 59th Street. Her three other children were found to be with relatives three days later. Jason Jr. was not found at the home or at relatives, and Natasha couldn't provide any details as to his whereabouts. The Fairfield police and hazmat crews searched the home but found no sign of Jason Jr. So was she found back in the home that they had lived in? Yes. So she went back to the home. Yeah, but it's not clear why Why? somebody was there looking or... So in that that same January of 2015, Natasha filed a protection order against Jason Sr. He was also arrested on charges of child neglect because he refused to tell authorities anything about where Jason Jr. might be. He also claimed that he was not Jason Jr.'s father, even though they share the same name, but he was not listed on the birth certificate. In fact, the birth certificate is the only proof that Jason Jr. existed at all. Oh my God. In February 2015, authorities were finally able to release photos of Jason Jr. because it was difficult to find evidence that he even existed. So the photos that are available of Jason Jr. are from when he was young. He's not 15 in the photos. Uh, He looks like he was maybe 8, 7. I mean, he he looks much younger than 15. Charges, Charges against Natasha were eventually dropped. Jason Sr.'s attorney argued that because he was not Jason Jr.'s father, it was not his responsibility to report him missing. Jason Sr. pled guilty in 2019 for not reporting Jason Jr. missing. It's unclear if he is in jail or what happened after that guilty plea. So Natasha didn't ha- face any charges against? Not that I could find. Okay. Not that I could because find. Because she bears some responsibility in this. Yeah, and I think, so the charges were of child neglect, and so that's what was dropped Okay. Um, from Natasha, um, and also Jason Sr., because that's not what he pled guilty to. Yeah. What happened to the nine-year-old child that, was a nine-year-old child fine? Um, from what I found, all of the children at, at that time, I'm not sure if they still are, but all those children went into foster care. Foster care. Okay. Yeah. All the other children. Jason Jr. is still missing. Because he had, because of the limited documentation, it has been difficult to prove that he existed at all. Jason Jr. was 15 years old when he is believed to have gone missing in 2014. He would be 21 now. He is described as African American. He was 5'6 and 125 pounds. He has brown hair and brown eyes. He is autistic and nonverbal. If you have any information about Jason Sims Jr. or about his disappearance, please call the Fairfield Police Department at 205 786 4111. Well, you're right, Katie. I don't like this story at all. Well, and I don't... It it wasn't clear. So the Department of Human Services were aware of the 12 and 10-year-old. So I can only assume that those two were enrolled in school. At some point. At some point. Um, But also, just from the the fact of um, receiving um, Social Security... Receiving food stamps, receiving anything um, to help raise these children. I mean, a child with um, developmental disabilities is eligible for Social Security. And um, to help pay for the expenses, to help with schooling, to help with all the things that they might need. Mm -hmm. And so from the get-go, from the time that this child was very young, he was not on anybody's radar. 
No, and they don't even know if he disappeared in 2014 when he was 15. That he they could have been even, gone for years. Right. They have no clue. That was just when they were aware that there was this Last other child. Scene. Yeah. And, um... He was, I don't even think he was seen then. I mean, Natasha said that she last saw him at the home, but neighbors didn't see him. I mean, he wasn't, yeah. Well, and it's just that two of the children, I mean, you hear about this kind of stuff happening where two of the children, or where, where some of the, a child oftentimes is the scapegoat of the family's anger or mm-hmm. that or or an individual a parent a, a mother or father's anger that the that the anger is directed towards this one person yeah. and it it makes you very suspicious when two children are public and two children are not right why aren't they yeah what that had to benefit them in some way and um, what did that child go through? He could never tell us. No. No. And I think having a child, having four kids would have been a lot, especially right. those age ranges. Yeah. 15, 12, 10, 9. Yeah. And um, that would be very difficult. Mm-hmm. Then to have your oldest child be autistic and nonverbal, that would also be a strain. Right. Um I, I, it's just, it's just, and really, did he spent a little time in jail. Yeah, I, it wasn't clear how long, or if he's still there, or, because that was, he was just sentenced in 2019, so okay. I, it's not clear. Oh, oh, I didn't realize it was yeah, that Yeah, he was recent. just okay. charged in 2019, um, so it's not clear if he is still there, or how much time he... He actually served. Did them. the siblings? Could the siblings say anything? Could they? Did they know anything? Not that I found. Right. Right. Not that I found. Oh, Katie, I don't think it's possible for us to find stories that are um, about people who've gone missing who are happy. I mean, it's happy stories. Can we just? Can we talk about a recovery? No, right. Um, uh, a live recovery of an individual who's gone missing because I really like that. Um, it's just infuriating. It's, it's just infuriating. All these stories are so frustrating because the answers are out there. They're there somewhere. It's just the right person. And somebody it's, knows. Somebody, somebody knows. knows. Yeah. Yeah. And um, the I agree. The answers are out there. And um, somebody... The, the, it, it makes me upset, though, with all the stories that we've read. There have to be, why aren't we running across these bodies? Why aren't we finding the remains, at least? Why, why would, it, well, that's not, I mean, certainly would like to find uh, individuals alive, but for the families, uh, having a body to bury in their family plot would sure be a wonderful thing. Right. Um, And just to know. And just to know. Yeah. Just to just to have a place to go. Um, yeah. We ask that you do not reach out to the families or post names of possible suspects on social media. Missing person photos along with information and articles for these cases can be found on our website at gone-podcast.com. 
What you got this week? Well, this week, Katie, I've got some interesting facts. Okay. Or weird facts. They're just, or just facts. Sure. <laughs> They're just. So did you know that flamingos bend their knees, or sorry, bend their legs at the ankle, not the knee? Really? They essentially stand on their tippy toes. Their knees are closer to the body and are covered with feathers. I didn't know that. I know. It is so creepy. It is so creepy. They, they stand on their tippy toes. I didn't know that. Yeah. It's tucked up under their little feather. Plume. Yeah, their plume. That's right. <laughs> Roller coasters were invented to distract Americans from sin. Oof. <laughs> In the 1880s, hosiery businessman Lamarcus Thompson hated that Americans were tempted by hedonistic places like salons and brothels. So he set out to straighten up one of the most immoral places he could think of, Coney Island in New York. Oh, goodness. There he built America's first roller coaster to give New Yorkers some good, clean fun away from seedier pastimes. Wow. Interesting. I had no idea. I didn't either. Scare the hell out of me. That's <laughs> yeah. what we'll do. <laughs> Ice pops were invented by an 11-year-old by accident. Really? In 1905, an 11-year-old named Frank Epperson left soda powder and water outside overnight with its wooden stirrer still in the cup. I don't know if that's actually the proper term. Stirrer. Stirrer. I think so. The mixture had frozen in the chilly nighttime weather, and so Episcle was born. He sold the treat around his neighborhood and at a nearby amusement park and even patented the recipe. Years later, he changed the name to Popsicle because that's what his kids called their Pops concoction. Uh, oh, sure. Pops. Huh. Popsicle. Interesting. Um, by an 11-year-old. Yeah. I would not have wanted to... That soda powder and water would have been a terrible popsicle. Uh. Nasty. Did you know that sloths can hold their breath longer than dolphins? <laughs> by slowing their heart rate, sloths can hold their breath for up to 40 minutes. Wow. Dolphins need to come up for air after about 10. Huh. But <laughs> I guess, you know, it's probably helpful for them because then they're not... Because it takes them so long to do things. Well, and it, they're so slow. They're mm -hmm. so quiet. They're yeah. so slow um, and quiet. They don't, they're hard to detect. Yeah. Interesting. And they could hold their breath for up to 40 minutes. So it'd be hard for somebody, another animal to find them. Right. A woman was elected to Congress before women's suffrage. American women were given the right to vote in 1920. But Jeanette Rankin became the first woman in the U.S. federal office in 1916. That's interesting. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. This is going to upset you. Okay. Fruit Loops are all the same flavor. I've read that. No point eating around the purple ones. All Fruit Loops taste the same. Like fruit. I beg to differ. <laughs> That's, I mean, and I don't know, but... I, I think that you are you are tricked by the color. You absolutely are because I feel like yellow M and M's and brown M and M's do not taste the same, but they all taste the same. There's not a flavor to M and M's. Same thing. I would argue that maybe the coloring does have a maybe a taste a taste different. Not yeah. not not like a not a flavor. Not a flavor, but have yeah. a different taste. Yeah. Octopi, which I don't think that's right. I think so. Octopuses. Mm. Octopi. I think it's it octopi, feels better yeah. to say. It actually, I think it is appropriate to say octopuses, but it sounds better to say octopi. Uh, okay. Octopi have three hearts. Squids do too. Huh. 
One pumps blood to their whole system, and the two are dedicated to their gills. Interesting. Huh, I didn't know that. Um, back in the 1840s, people used to say prunes instead of saying cheese when they were having their photos <laughs> taken. Um, so, uh, a London photographer told people to say prunes to keep their mouth shut. And that, that has been predicated to today's, you know, fish face. Prunes. Prunes. Or cheese. Which, so now, so back, I mean, back then you didn't maybe smile or you didn't like show your teeth or maybe you didn't have teeth then. Maybe they were just bad looking teeth. Yeah. And so they wanted them to keep their mouth shut. So prunes or cheese. So you can even hear it. Yeah. Uh, I have just a couple more. In the Philippines, McDonald's serves spaghetti. Uh, the pasta comes with a tomato sauce and a piece of McDo fried chicken. <laughs> what is it called? McSketty? McSketty. <laughs> yes, it is. With the, with the Philippine accent. Yeah. McSketty. Uh, dunce caps were used as a sign of intelligence. Mm. 13th century philosopher John Duns Scotus believed that a pointed cap would help spread knowledge from the tip of the brain. And so his Dunsman followers wore them as a badge of honor. In the 1500s, though, this idea became less popular, and the meaning of the dunce cap was turned on its head and became uh, a joke, sure. a, 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 a nice sign of unintelligence. Sure. <laughs> the British royal family is named after Windsor. Huh. The Windsor cap, so, so the Windsor Castle is named after the House of Windsor, uh, you'd think that, but it's the other way around, actually. The royal family changed its name from Saxe-Coburg-Gotha in 1917 so that it would sound less German and chose Windsor because uh, it was of the ties to the English town. Huh. Interesting. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. And the Three Musketeers got their name because they used to come in three flavors. I've heard that before. The original Three Musketeers bar in the 1930s came in a three-pack with three... Sorry, with a different nougat flavor of chocolate, vanilla, or strawberry. World War II rations made that triple treat expensive, so the, the company cut it down to one. Huh. The chocolate. The best. The best. Those are good. Those were good. What do you have, Katie? My distraction are welcome to parenthood tweets. Oh. <laughs> so almost all of them start with welcome to parenthood. Welcome to parenthood. Welcome to Parenthood. Every piece of trash in your house is now a makeshift toy that you're not allowed to throw out. Oh, no. Yes. I, no, so, so, for example, uh, toilet paper rolls. Yeah, paper or like towel a straw. Rolls, or... Um, cardboard. Uh, pieces of cardboard. Yeah. yeah they're ramps and... Oh, oh boy. Yeah. Barbie beds and... Barbie beds, houses. Yeah. Refrigerators. Uh, yeah, yeah, I can see why that would be tricky. <laughs> Welcome to Parenthood. Getting stuck in traffic for 30 minutes on your way home from a doctor's appointment is now your me time. Oh. <laughs> that's that's uh, sad. Everything you own will now be sticky and broken. <laughs> sticky, I would say sticky, broken, or stained. Yes. <laughs> I don't have children, and that's still true. <laughs> your coat pockets are now tiny garbage cans. Oh, snack holders. <laughs> snack holders. Oh. Yes. Frog holders, uh, car holders, yeah. doll holders, sock holders, snot rag holders. Ugh. 
Welcome to Parenthood. You will now watch all your shows in four-minute increments. Oh, bummer. Yeah. Everyone's hungry, just not for that. <laughs> See, I, I mean, but I think back to when I was raised, which, I mean, I was a child in the 70s and 80s. Sure. I was born in late six. I was born in nineteen sixty eight. So I was I was raised in the seventies and eighties, and and I had I was the oldest of four, and we didn't have a choice. <laughs> you got what was on the table, right? Yeah, or nothing. Yeah, that's and, what it I mean. That's it made it a lot easier to choose. Yeah. Oh well, okay. Right, yeah. right. You either eat or you don't. Fine. Okay, I, I I'll eat. Yeah. Welcome to Parenthood. You are now a kid's fart cushion. <laughs> Gross. It's so true, too. It's so true. Is, how long does that last? Uh, and forever. I feel like a fart cushion, booger, Holder. you're the Kleenex, you're the, yeah, yeah. The gum? Uh, I mean. drop, yeah. Ugh. Gross. Welcome to Parenthood. Did you know you have a pimple? If not, it will be pointed out to you. Over and over again. <laughs> mom, 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 mom. What's that? What's that on your face? <laughs> Hope you don't enjoy sitting or sleeping. What? I <laughs> Right, yeah. Welcome to Parenthood. Every activity your kid wants to do costs $1 million plus pictures. <laughs> Which is another half million. <laughs> it is, it is, it is. A <laughs> million dollars. Unless it's hockey, then it's two. <laughs> it's two, yeah, plus pictures. <laughs> and hours that you have to serve in the concession stand. <laughs> yeah, right. I, that's right. probably universal. Maybe it's it, not oh just yeah, hockey. Oh, yeah, it totally is universal. <laughs> yep. Welcome to Parenthood. Yes, it's possible to have the worst day of your life before 6 a.m. What? <laughs> before 6 a.m.? That's so damn early. The sock doesn't fit right. Oh. The waffle's too hot. Uh, it just... Aren't they sweet and cuddly? <laughs> Sometimes. When they wake up and they got the sleepy faces. <laughs> oh, not all the time, no. I see. You can tell I don't have children. <laughs> Welcome to Parenthood. There's now a balloon aimlessly floating through your house at all times. <laughs> at all times. Uh, until it's until it's bouncing on the floor. Yep, yep, until it just deflates itself. And you can't you can't do anything about it. You can't get rid of it. You can't <laughs> Yep. It's too it somehow has, it's like a it's like an emotional support for it balloon. Is. Yeah, it is. There's too many good memories associated Attached with to that. that. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yep. Welcome to Parenthood. Your home will be filled with love, laughter, and tripping hazards. <laughs> and Legos. Oh, Legos. Legos. Never yeah. ending. Welcome to Parenthood. Hope you like hearing there's nothing to eat right after you spent your life savings at the grocery store. <laughs> I'm also guilty of doing that, too, though. There's nothing to eat. Let's just order pizza after <laughs> buying groceries. Because, because there's nothing to eat. Right. I was a different person when I went to the grocery store. And now I'm evolved. <laughs> My taste buds have evolved into something that we do not have in this house. Right, right. How can you go to the grocery store and, I mean, really, really, and there's nothing to eat. I know. When you go, when you go, what? I know, I feel like when I, yeah. $4,000. Yes. And there's not a, no. nothing I want I feel eat. like when I go to the grocery store, I'm a different person. Like, I'm the person that I aspire to be. Oh. To eat more your, vegetables, to drink more water. You're very so. best version of yourself. Right. And then when you get back from the grocery store? I'm like, ah, pizza. Hangry. Brownies. <laughs> pizza <Hot> on <dogs>. brownies. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. 
<laughs> this is my last one. Welcome to Parenthood. Your outdoor rocks are indoor rocks now. Uh, you don't need to be a par parent to... <laughs> I, I have some of those issues. I'm a rock hound. Oh, I, I, mean, I like collecting pretty rocks, too. I mean, I... But you probably don't belong to a rock club. Oh. On Facebook. Oh, what's the name? Rocks are us. <laughs> I, I don't have a name. I mean, I, it's like it's like it's, I dig rocks. Yeah, it's that's exactly right. I heart rocks. Yeah. Uh, I I don't know, but it's mm -hmm. northern. It's it has to do with agates. Oh, sure, and, sure, sure. And uh, then I found out that there was a, something called an eye agate. Oh. Where the agate where it's it's got white around it, so it looks like an eye. Oh. And I'm gonna join that club you on should. Facebook. You should. Because I I mean I'm pretty hip. Yeah. Well, I never knew. I mean, knew. that would be two rock clubs that I belong wow. to. I'm just saying <laughs> that. You're a rock I connoisseur. I got it going on. <laughs> and I think that some rocks do belong in the house. They do. In a jar. Ours are in a Tupperware bowl. A cool bowl, actually, to be very specific. That's not Tupperware. Well, it's not. It's the, it's the fake it's Tupperware. The, it's the... It's the redheaded stepchild uh, yeah. of the Tupperware. Yeah. Uh, however, see, mine are in a jar. Oh. Because I'm a collector. Well, so you can see all of them. I'm a collector, not just a hoarder. Right. Yes. Right. There's a difference. There is a difference. A difference. And so, yeah. yeah. I suppose it would matter that I dusted the jars, but I but I have them in a jar. Sure. A, a fancy little jar with a fancy little lid. Sure. And and now that I belong to two rock clubs, I'm gonna have more. And, yeah, that's just how I roll. Good. Yeah.